Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives. When I wouldn't let a car cut me off, I started a chain of events that freed an embezzler. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, private detective. Even for a private detective like me, Jerry Browning, there are days when nothing goes right. I was driving down to police headquarters to see my friend, Lieutenant Dawson, about having an embezzler extradited to Ohio. The embezzler was Harry Morrison, and I'd picked him up here in town on an assignment from an Ohio detective agency. A car on my right tried to cut into my line of traffic, and I just didn't feel like letting him do it. I caught a glimpse of a furious red face, laughed at the guy, and pulled ahead. Ten minutes later, I was in the lobby of the headquarters building. Room for one more in this car. I sprinted to the elevator and just beat out the same red-faced man. (laughs) I laughed again. Dawson was sitting in his office with his feet up on the desk. I sat down... Put my feet up, too. How's the world treating you, Jerry? Can't kick, Dawson. I'd like to wind up that Morrison extradition thing today. Sure. Sure, nothing to it. The door to Dawson's office opened, and the red-faced man marched in. Dawson looked at him, jumped up. Dawson, a word with you. Uh, Yes, sir, Commissioner McGillivray. Dawson kicked me under the desk. Jerry, this is a new police commissioner, Clifford McGillivray. I gulped and got up, too. Dawson. Since when can a hoodlum come in here and put his feet on your desk? But, Commissioner, Jerry Browning, he's a private detective, close personal friend. Throw him out. Now, just a second, Commissioner. I'm here on business. The Commissioner's face flushed redder. Whatever it is, the answer is no. Dawson looked at me bleakly. Oh, brother, are you in trouble? I started the day off fine when I thoroughly soared up Clifford McGillivray, the new police commissioner. Sorry, Browning, your extradition request for Harry Morrison is denied pending further investigation. Commissioner's orders. Lieutenant Dawson took an optimistic view of it. Oh, the commissioner's new, and he's mad, Jerry. Leave him alone for a couple of days. He'll get over it. There was nothing for me to do except go back to my office... Report developments to Ohio and... Kick the wastebasket. That was on a Tuesday. Thursday morning, I got a hurried call from Dawson to come down to Superior Court. And in view of the fact that police have held my client, Harry Morrison, without charge for 72 hours, I move for his immediate release on a writ of habeas corpus. Your Honor, may I be heard? Who addresses the court? Are you qualified, sir, to practice law before this court? Uh, no, Your Honor. I'm a private detective, Jerry Browning. Stand aside, young man. The court will not hear you. In the eyes of the court, a man is unjustly imprisoned if a charge is not brought against him within a reasonable period of time. The court considers 72 hours a reasonable period of time. 
and therefore grants the writ of habeas corpus to Harry Morrison. Next case. I'll grab him again the second he hits the sidewalk. I heard that. Bailiff, place that man under restraint. So, there I was. Me, Jerry Browning, in the detention pen. And where was Harry Morrison? You could strictly search me. Come on, Jerry. Judge Leonard wants to see you, and you better talk softly to him. We found Judge Leonard in his chambers with Commissioner McGillivray. The commissioner fidgeted and looked unhappy while the judge read me a long lecture on proper decorum in a courtroom. He was right, of course, and I took it meekly. But when he finished with me, he turned to McGillivray. And now, Commissioner, will you please explain why a man as notorious, as I learned this Morrison obviously is, was held without charge and not extradited as requested days ago? The commissioner turned purple and his eyes bulged from some struggle going on within him. Finally, ask Browning, he'll tell you. It was a wonderful spot, the kind you dream about. So I said, I've just been getting off on the wrong foot, Judge. Didn't follow up my extradition request as I should have. Got careless. The whole thing is my fault. That's why I was so excited in court this morning. I apologize to you. And I'll do my best to retake Morrison now that he's completely beyond the jurisdiction of the court. The color faded from McGillivray's face. He walked over, put his arm around my shoulder. Sure, Judge. We'll get him. And this time we'll file every charge in the book at him. The instant we got outside... Shake the lid out of your shoes, Dawson, or I'll have you back walking a beat. Send out a general alarm, twice date. I want Morrison, and I want him fast. My friend Jerry and I will be waiting in my office. To all cars, all cars, a general alarm. Harry Morrison, signal one, signal one. Signal one. Most police commissioners save that for just before they call for the state militia. It's the general riot call, and it gets action. I'm sorry, folks. Nobody gets on a train. Absolutely nobody, unless he shows complete identification. I'm sorry, folks. And at the commissioner's office... Relax, Browning. Have a cigar. A San Zeno, my special brand, and... Put your feet up. Uh, thanks, Commissioner. I'll smoke it later. Browning, I approve of men like you. Private operatives who work in close cooperation with the police. Who have a sense of public responsibility. Thanks, Commissioner. We got Morrison, Commissioner. Took him off a train, hiding in a berth. Dawson gave me a dirty look. You can start with him for Ohio any time, Mr. Browning. The Commissioner got up, beamed. Close cooperation, that's my motto. Well, <coughs> come back and see me any time you need help, Browning. Any time at all. I gave Dawson the cigar, got Morrison safely back to Ohio, came back to town, and spent a week squaring myself with Dawson. He didn't really get over being sore at me for almost another week after that, when I helped two newspapermen expose a particularly unsavory gambling joint near the airport that the police didn't know about thus making the commissioner look bad and abruptly terminating my beautiful friendship with him. Like I said, 
Sometimes everything goes badly. Other times everything goes well. But the safest way to live is just average.